the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, typically talking all things financial. I blend in a little real estate, blend in a little stocks, blend in a little economics, a little politics from here and there, some technology, because I grew up tech-avid enthusiast and made money hand over fist in technology in the 1990s, and, well... I still like the stuff, and I th- still think it's a big part of our life, whether it's the ma- crazy amount of money that we spend on our data plans or whether it's how it's improved our business lives, things along those lines. So joining me today, we're going to talk real estate for the next hour. Um, I do not build the show up as my opinion is the end-all, be-all. I build up the show as I give you my expert opinion, and sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm not right. So I bring in other people to fight me and to counter me and to throw other ideas out there for you to chew on and chomp on. All things considered, I've known this next guest, Charlie Crackler. Good God, almost 10 years, it feels like. Uh, it's eight, nine years now. It's been a while. So it has been a while. And uh, with that out there, you're a real estate guy and you're one of those guys who knows California real estate. If I need California real estate questions answered, I call you. If I need mortgage questions answered, I call you. If I need anything tied towards the Bay Area, I call you. I'm, I'm flattered about that. I'm glad that you put such confidence in me. Why do I do that? I don't know, but uh, hopefully give you good answers. And, you know, if I need advice on technology stocks, I call you. Yeah, you can call me on other stocks, too. Tech is – I've lost my flavor for tech. I've lost my love for tech because it's just not right. It's too much of a commodity at this point in time. So today there's a story that the $8,000 home credit is going to stay in play through basically the spring. And yeah. that, that's helping some people. Yeah, but it's temporary. You know, it's I, – I think it's causing a lot of first-time home buyers to jump on the bandwagon. But, uh, you know, what's going to happen when – it ends, and it was supposed to end, and now it's been extended. But once it ends, now what? Then what? It, yeah. it, it's 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 a temporary fix, just like so many of these things uh, coming out of this administration right now is a temporary thing. And to me, it becomes even more temporary in the sense that we have high unemployment, and to me, employment is the biggest driver of real estate. I tend to agree with you on that. Why does Stockton real estate stink and, you know, San Francisco real estate rock? Because the jobs are here. Yeah. So it's it's kind of that simple. Well, and and I am not an expert on the job market in San Francisco, but you know, I can tell you that whether it be San Francisco, whether it be Stockton, Monterey, Southern California, San Diego, Los Angeles, I don't care where it is, it's jobs. And that's what's going to drive real estate. You know, we can talk about residential real estate where people are buying homes to live in them or investment property where people buy and want to own as, as investment and, and um, enjoy income from them. But it, it, it all comes down to jobs and, um, you know, uh, the value of an investment property is, is based on the income it generates. That's right. the bottom line. And the value of a, a home you buy is is based on the uh, the ability for people to make income because that's really what banks are looking at these days. 
it's almost like, you know, yeah, yeah, you got a good credit rating. Uh, sure, you've got a lot of money in the bank. Um, you know, sure, you look good on paper. What's your income? That's what they're looking at right now. They, they want to look at your, you know, your bottom line income, your ability to repay the loan. Right. I get emails from people all the time, Charlie. It's kind of sad. They've been out of a job for nine months. Yeah. And they want to refinance their house. I'm like, kidding. They're not going to do it. Yeah. If we we're drunk, yeah. You and I, should, we should open up a bank that sells beer. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, a bank slash bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then maybe some of these crazy ideas would actually get funded and we, we'd last less than a year, but it'd be a fun run. It would be a fun run. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, and, and as far as investment property, the, 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 it's it's the rental it's the rental market and the rental market to me hasn't been that strong for a long time. It's I, I mean I I remember back you know you were mentioning the uh, the late eighties early nineties that whole era where uh, where you know everybody was getting rich on stocks particularly you know tech stocks and everybody had a job right and of course uh, rents went up twenty twenty five percent because landlords hadn't had a rent increase in years and they were going to take advantage of it but you know that was temporary that went away. Um, you know, it's the rental market is is tied to jobs, and that is really what that's what I wish this current administration would focus on. I wish they'd get away from uh, you know a lot of the other things that they're spending time on and just fix the economy and get the you know employment is up to ten percent nationwide. Yep. We got to get that down, and we get that down, real estate's going to be looking a lot better. I agree. So I think giving, for instance, part of this extension of credits, Charlie. Is they're going to give $6,500 to someone who's been living at home for five years if they go out and buy a more expensive home. That doesn't solve the problem. The problem is employment. The problem is people can't afford their mortgages. The problem is they overpaid in 2006. The problem is they're upside down, sometimes the tune of dollars $300,000, $400,000. So we got to create – and you know how you create better jobs, Charlie, is you create better university systems or lower the cost or give tax credits to students and families to send their kids to school. Um, you create higher paying jobs and you create higher real estate. That's you know, what... but the university system, uh, yeah, I mean, these days it's it's tough to get into college. It's it's very expensive. Uh, it's not don't... tough to get into college. Sure, it is. No, it's not. What you talk to a kid, an eighteen year old trying to get into college right now? They're making they're ap- applying at places. They're having a hard time getting into college. It's very competitive. You can go to any college you want and transfer into any great college. Oh, so, so some kid uh, at, a, at, a, at a high school with a yeah. 2.5 GPA, he he can get into Harvard, right? What's GPA? A 2.5 GPA. A 2.5 GPA in this day and age is a kid who's doing drugs and just checked out of society. You actually have to try not to get an A or B in, in high school at this point in time. Yeah, You have to think, go out of your way to get a C. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, absolutely. I, see, I don't agree with that. Okay. I, I, I think that, I, you know, I, I, I think that uh, high school is, is competitive. I think that... Getting into college these days is really tough for some of these kids, and uh, you know the uh, it's, I, it was a lot tougher than when I did. Yeah, you know what I like about real estate, and we could drop this little college education thing because we're going to bore people. The thing I like about real estate is you don't pay rent to someone else; you pay rent to yourself. That's the mm-hmm. biggest plus on real estate to me. Um, I own an office property that my company basically invests; they pay our own rent. Yeah. So we don't have to pay it out. So I hate being, I, and I own an investment property that I've got a young couple in that they're great, but the couple before them basically trashed the place. It smelled like weed. It, it was just horrific. They uh, skipped out on the last three months of the lease. I had to fly out and you know uh, fix it up. I hate being a landlord. The thing that I like about real estate is paying your, you know, buying your own office property so your office can fund itself uh, organically and and not paying rent. And over 10, 20, 30 years, that adds up. Where 
that money comes back to you. Yeah, and 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 let me tell you, here's here's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, when you see these advertisements on television for you know, okay, come you know, pay uh whatever it is, two hundred and three hundred dollars to come to our seminar on how to invest and become a millionaire in real estate. You know, Donald Trump comes to the Bay Area. What the hell is Don- Donald Trump going to pay? Uh, going to tell some guy who owns a duplex in Stockton? All right, nothing. Um, it, and and what people don't understand is that when you buy an investment property, most people start in residential. If you can buy an office building in the right location, yep. like uh, like you have, where where tenants actually want to be there, uh, that's great. But my problem with office buildings is that there's a high; it's probably the highest vacancy rate out there. Um, I bought right next to a courthouse mm-hmm. so that I could always sell to lawyers. Yeah, well, then you got to deal with lawyers. Well, you get the idea. Yeah. Um, now, most people start with residential investment property, and you got you hit it on the head. You got to deal with tenants, and I'm not allowed to say on the radio what I think of what it is that you know dealing with tenants. Why is that? Why can't I say oh, on the you radio? Say S words and stuff. What's that? F words and S words. Yeah, I okay. mean the FCC would probably come in here and drag me out of here. I wouldn't well, be allowed to say for it. the F word. You could say frickin' fracking. And for the S word, let's see what you can say. Okay. Shush. Uh, shush, yeah. Uh-huh. So, well, how do you feel about tenants? Okay. I think they're freaking fracking. They're freaking fracking? ED. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, you know, mostly there's this natural animosity between tenants and landlord. You probably have some guy call in here and say, that's not true. I have a great relationship with my tenant. You know, they're not your friend. They're your tenant. They don't like you. All right, they uh, and like most of the time, unless you own something in a really high end area right. where you've paid a zillion dollars for it, and it's a little old lady who's you know living on a CD, you know, some interest income, and really has no aspirations to you know to buy anything, and has a lot, a lot of money, and you're putting a lot of money into the place. Tenants are going to drive you nuts, and people don't understand that. Yeah, I'm just going to buy all these houses. You're, it's 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 shushy. Right. When you think about what you got to deal with when you deal with tenants, I mean, property management is ninety-five percent of your success in real estate. Nobody ever talks about that. All they talk about is you know buying these things, no money down, getting loans from banks. I mean, that's great, but you got to understand when it comes to it's not like stocks where you just buy it and it's passive and you sit back and you hope the money or you hope the value goes up. With real estate, you got to be there, you got to see it, you got to touch it, Agreed. and then of course. Now the big thing is uh, ticks, T-I-C, tenant Tense income, common, yeah. those kind of things. Nobody ever makes money on those. You know, I mean, it's I, I, I've i yet to meet anybody who says they put money into a tenant in common in another state somewhere where they don't see it or touch it, where they actually made money. I mean, a lot of times the, you know, the person organizing it is a crook and, and you know, steals all the money or it's in a bad market. And, well, let's talk a little about that. People who yeah. organize real estate deals, uh-huh. I hate I hate them. Because they've got such an incentive. They get, you know, 3% of the buy, 3% of the sale. They get the, they help set you up with the loans. They get 6% of that. There's so much money in setting That's up real estate That's why they deals. do it. They, 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 make, they, they make all kinds of money in fees. And they Front do, end, back end, they everything. They do radio shows. They praise the hell out of real estate. And I, it drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Um, because these are people who basically are high school educated that would be in prison if their tactics were exposed for what they're at other than lousy marketing. I you know, I could, but I, I won't say it publicly because I'll probably get sued, but I could probably name five names of people who deserve to be living in the same cell, be cellmates yeah. with Bernie Madoff. Because 
what they're doing is is nothing more than a Ponzi scheme on a much smaller scale. I mean, Bernie Madoff was the king of the Ponzi scheme. We all know that. And these guys are doing the same thing. I mean, a lot of these things where it, it was sort of like, okay, uh, Rob, I'm gonna, I'll make you the bad guy. You you want to syndicate this property? You take this? You hold this seminar? Everybody falls in love with you. Everybody just can't ra- can't wait to rush up and give you all their money out of their IRA and all their yep. you know because you can trade that in. And then you take it, and then you hold another seminar two months later, and you get another wave of money that comes in. Well, the money that comes in on the second wave pays off the first wave. Right. And then you do it a third time, and everybody's just praising you because you're giving them these idiotic returns. Well, I mean, they're not idiotic if you like them. Twenty percent returns are pretty good, but they're not sustainable. And of course, it's it's a it's a Ponzi scheme. And real estate developers, the real ones, they don't have time to reach out to the average Joe. They don't have time to do seminars. They're good at what they do. The people who actually build real malls, mm-hmm. but the people who say they're going to build a mall and get you the why would they come to the average investor? Uh, well, uh, because the average investor has, uh, you know, maybe yeah. five hundred thousand dollars in their in their IRA or a Kia or whatever it might be, and they'll and they'll they'll give it. When I've seen some of these Ponzi schemes, and I've seen some of the people at some of these seminars, I've looked at them, and they cannot give their money to these people fast enough. I mean, it just made me realize what sheep people are and why. You know, uh, Jim Jones was able to get the whole, you know, people in Guyana to drink all that Kool-Aid. People look for a leader, and they look for somebody to look authoritative, and they don't look into what that guy's all about. Look at Bernie Madoff. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I, as you can tell, I'm not a big fan of these, uh, of, of these syndications yeah. because you don't know who you're giving your money to. If you want to invest in real estate, buy a house, buy a duplex, buy a fourplex, Buy something, own it 100% yourself. Exactly. Partners in real estate stink. Yeah. And whether it's the simplest thing like a tenant in common, I don't want them as partners. Uh, because the guy who lives on top who has a leaky roof, the guy who lives on bottom who doesn't have a leaky roof, so the two of them are going to fight about putting a new roof in. Or the guy who lives in the middle floor who likes to pee in the hallway when he gets drunk because he gets his jollies off on that. You know, when you need new carpet, no one will agree. I, I hate partnerships in real estate. Yeah. And then the business partnerships where you're giving people your IRA or you're giving people you know $100,000 to go and do it for you, blind limited partnerships are, are moronic. Or master limited partnerships where you're the limited partner and they're the master. They're, right, you have no control. You have no control. And they could be going out buying dinners and saying they're buying real estate. And they could say, well, we got a million dollars for real estate. And they could buy $100,000 in real estate and put $900,000 in their pocket. You don't know where you're exactly. You don't know where the money's going. Let's take a little bit of a break here. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit Detroit. We're going to talk about where would Charlie Crackler buy in the Bay Area and where he wouldn't. Because, for instance, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't buy in Berkeley. Berserkly? <laughs> we'll get to that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. 800-345-5639. If you disagree with anything we say or agree with it, bring it on. If you've got question on real estate, bring it on. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking with Charlie Crackler. Charlie and I go back a long way. Long, long way. Um, let's get some phone calls. 800 Let's go to Saturn Rafael. I might, get, I might get in trouble for what? some of these calls. I don't know. I've made some state, some pretty brash statements. Yeah, you're a little bit more opinionated and than I usual. said, And I said uh, 
berserkly, which I know people who live in Berkeley hate that term. Yeah, and I think it's well-deserved. I once mm-hmm. did a seminar, uh, educational thing in Berkeley. And, yeah, uh, I did it with you. I was there. It's a rough, it's weird. It's, we served wine and... Didn't you have a people, lunatic in there that... Uh, there's always a lunatic in Berkeley. Every Berkeley event, there's one person. This woman got so trashed on the wine. So she starts, you know, what about this? What about this? What about this? Like, you're trying to talk and train a thoughts in Portland. Let's get a Billy in San Rafael. Billy. Hey, how are you, Rob? Uh, fan of the show. Yep. Being a, being a landlord is no dream. It can be a real problem. Uh, I've even had... Tenants been arrested, break down the door, so and it's out of state property, so not such an easy game. Billy, Billy, would you agree with me that you know when people sit there and tout, uh, especially some of these seminars on come learn how to be a real estate investor, that they never emphasize the 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 down and dirty true reality that being a landlord can be real uh, sucky because of uh, the you know the kind of tenants you got to deal with. Oh, most definitely, and I can concur. But I got another concept that I got involved with back in the early 90s. And it was the beginning of this guy's career who is since, you know, he's joined the Trump and does the Trump. And who's the other guy? Ishikawa? Who's the guy? Rich man? Robert uh, Kawasaki or, yeah, what's his yeah, name? whatever. Well, anyway, this guy since has joined that and is, and is hooked up with those, with those guys. But his concept was um, he went into Phoenix when it was in the bust back in the early 90s. Yeah. And he assumed VAs. Right. And he assumed the loans and got the properties for no money down. Yeah. And then he'd get investors into the property. You'd get in, and what he does is he rents it back to sort of higher-risk people, but it's rent-to-own. It's not quite a lease, and it's not a rental, so the people get the tax break, and they actually own the house, and you get, a, you get insurance on it because you're holding title on it. So if they do burn the house down... And they don't have insurance, and they've been a bad. They didn't, they didn't quite represent their situation correctly. You're still protected with your insurance that you have on the property. And I've owned them for 15 years and made a hundred dollars a month for the last 15 years from these properties. So the whole thing. And if they do cash out, one property did cash out, and I got my initial investment back plus. 14 years worth of $100 a month. So it turned out to be about a 7%, 7 to 8% um, return on the cash. And then the people who buy it, he sells it to them for about 20% more than what the going market is. And when they, if they can refinance, so their property's gone up from, say, look, the house I bought was $42,000 way back then. They refied it back for probably $120,000 or $130,000. And they made the money they themselves, and I got my initial investment, so it all turned out so, to be about eight. So, so does it? So, are you saying that it was all worth it in the end? Yeah, it's. it's I mean, because I that sounds like a good concept, but it also one one of the opinions I have on 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 these tenants is some of them just yeah. have this uh, this this white trash mentality well, where you know they're just they they're 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 you know they you give them the opportunity and they 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 trash it up anyway. Yeah, but once again, they are homeowners, and they do pay down on a mortgage that's done between him. He creates a contract. Well, if they're if they're going to be in there and they're going to pay the rent, uh, you know, I, I, it depends what you're looking for, income or equity. So that's a good concept. Thanks for the call, Billy. 800-345-5639. Let's go to San Mateo. Mark. Mark? Charlie and Rob, how you guys doing? Good. 
Hey, listen, first of all, Rob, I just want to let you know I enjoy that music that you play before you start your show. Every single song you pick is so cool. So I just want to let you know about that. Mark, Mark a, I don't like it. You don't like it? No, I'm, you, uh, this is Charlie. I, I don't like his music. I prefer a different era altogether, and I'm trying to work with his producers to change it. But but that that's not going to affect uh, our conversation. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Stay focused, Charlie. Stay focused on the 80s. It was a good time. No, I like the 60s. Well, I do, too. I do, too. Anyway, uh, Rob, I've spoken to you uh, in the past. Uh, I hopefully convinced you about uh, changing your ideas about uh, San Mateo being the armpit of San Mateo. But I don't, <laughs> Is that I don't, what you said? I referred to San Mateo as the armpit <laughs> of the peninsula. <laughs> I called you last week or earlier so, this week. I can't I'm, I'm now going to change it to Daily City's the armpit. No, change it to Redwood uh, yeah, City. Okay. So anyway, so I, I anyway, I'm jumping on the bandwagon here. I I own two properties in San Mateo, two one bedrooms, and I'm in the process of short selling one of them. And if I could tell anybody, I'd say just like you said, Charlie, be careful with the decisions that you make when you when you're making when you're buying. You've got HO. Not only do you have property taxes, but you have HOA dues. I've got two HOA dues. I'm paying. I've got not anymore because I'm in the middle of a short sale on one of them, but. But it's it's a crazy process, and I think people just need to really think twice before they just go out and make investments in properties. Fortunately, I've done I've done well in other areas. So, what other areas? What other areas I'll have you done well? Let me. I'll be honest with you. It's being no. Be dishonest. No, exactly. I'll be well. Then this is what it is. Nobody teaches anybody how to be frugal and how to save their money. I've. I, been very careful the last ten years. I was I have not been in the stock market and just have stayed saved diligently the past ten years and uh, have uh, several hundred thousand dollars saved in the bank in CD making three percent. And I'm not proud to be making only three percent. That's okay. That's that's hey, fine these days. Yeah, R- running out of time, guys. Get to yeah, your points. Yeah. So my, my 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 point. Oh, here's my point. My point is that. Is that, is that you got to be careful with the realtor that you're dealing with. I mean, almost all of them are in for it for the sale themselves. So it's a very emotional thing that you're doing when you're buying something, and you just need to be remember you remember that they're going to be yeah just encouraging just me... you to do something. They're going to be encouraging you to do something that you you know that may not be a good decision for you, but they're going to do it because they want to get the buck. They want to make the sale. They want to you know. Get and Mark, the sale. let me let me just let me just say the last word here. Uh, I, you know, my whole business is dependent on realtors coming to my continuing education seminars. Uh, so I, I, uh, I got to be careful because they're my customer base. But you're right. All right. Uh, the realtor, what do you think they're doing there? They're there to do the deal. They're there to make a sale. Some are much better than others. And you do have to choose the right one. Um, you, you just got to be careful. You're absolutely right. Thanks well, thank for the call. Time, guys. Thanks for the call, 800-345-5639. There's a guy out there, Charlie, and I don't know if you've ever read into this, and you should. It's His name's John T. Reed, and you can find it at johntreed.com. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he basically reviews the real estate gurus, hmm. and he skewers them. Some of them, he says, you know, this one's better than that one. Uh, but the Kiyosakis, skewers. Russ Whitney, skewers. Laurel Langmire, skewers. Ron Legrand, skewers. Dave Delgado, skewers. Dolph DeRoos skewers. And what do these people have in common? You'll hear them on the radio. They'll buy commercial time and they'll say, or television time, you know, real estate's the greatest thing. And they'll show, like, I turned this guy into a millionaire. I turned this guy into a millionaire. Oh, give me a break. Um, that's what that that's uh, that's bull what? Shush? Listen, um, a, a, long, a long time ago in another life, uh, I actually did a radio show, a real estate radio show, and we had we had Kiyosaki on as a guest. Yeah. We had uh, Dolph DeRoos on as a guest. Dolph DeRoos, 
said he gave advice that he said he, he's up there. So, well, all you have to do is paint the front door and then the tenant looks at it and he wants to rent it and if they want to move to a from a one bedroom to a two bedroom build them a room and i'm thinking to myself you've got to be kidding you know none of this stuff makes any economic sense none of this stuff makes any practical sense i mean the practical sense is you gotta you gotta buy in an area near where you live what you know and you've got to before you slide the keys across the counter to the new tenant you 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 better have screened that tenant Upwards and downwards, backwards, forwards. Make sure you know who you're renting to. And they really come up with some crazy concepts, these real estate gurus. Like one of Dolph DeRuz's is 100 to 10 to 3 to 1, where he says you look at 100 properties, you put offers on 10, you try to arrange financing for three, you settle for one. Now, you who sit, has that kind of time? You sit me in a seminar and that sounds okay. He's got these – like – you fall for the statistics and the crap, and it just—it's a shame because it's the average person who thinks that they need to be taught something by a guru with an with typically an accent. That takes me back to Jim Jones. Look what he did. Look what uh, you know. David Koresh says, "I know that Janet Reno is coming here in tanks, and he's going to burn this place down. But don't move. Stay here, and everybody does what the guru tells them to do. You gotta get more independent. You gotta think for yourself. You can't sit there and look at someone. Hell." You and I have been up in front of groups at seminars. You let me speak to these people. I could tell them whatever I tell them, and it, it, it's amazing how much credibility I have because I'm the speaker. You got to check it out for yourself. Don't don't go by what a guy like me says, or a guy like you, or a Kiyosaki, or whoever. Educate yourself, and they'll they'll use phrases like the wealthy. They're, they're the wealthy think differently. No, they don't. The wealthy is a collection of people, and the collection of people all think differently. So that's just stupid. But Everybody what, thinks differently. What they do is they got a team of experts, and the team of experts are always someone that they're tied to financially in the transaction. It just yeah. it drives me nuts. Yeah. Let's go to break. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. If you've been taken by any of these people who get you... Call the show. I'd like to hear from you. Otherwise, Charlie and I are going to talk about two and a half years of salary. We're going to talk about Detroit. We're going to talk about public schools and maybe even a little bestiality. Oh, no, no, no. That's Berkeley. Berkeley. No, I'm looking forward to Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Hometown. That's my era. Five, six, three, nine to get your calls on there. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I'm Rob Black. Joining me today, Charlie Crackler. Wait, what were you saying about great music? What is this? What is this crap? It's crap. It's crap. Boom, I agree. boom, boom, boom. Give me a break. So I'm no longer in control of the music. It's been taken out of my hands. Okay. Well, I so. got to go back to the control room and talk to someone about that. You know, violent baby shaking. I never recommend violently shaking babies, but radio producers, I think you can violently shake them as much as you want. Hmm. Just don't lay. A, don't hit them. No. So don't cock your arm. Just shake them violently. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Now, Charlie, one of the things that I look for in real estate is where the jobs are. And websites like CNN Money and Forbes and Fortune, they do a pretty good job of highlighting where job growth is. Because where the job growth is, I'm intrigued by um, as far as getting in at a low price and ultimately selling it as a quote-unquote investment. Right. You're talking about getting into a, a market where there is going to be job growth or jobs are going to grow. So you buy at the at, at the price 
that it's for sale for, and then as as the as jobs grow, rents are going to grow. Because remember, that's the whole uh, it's your whole basis for for buying real estate. So you want to have you want to increase the income and the rents, and um, you know you're kind of banking on it. But the, see, once you buy into a market where the uh, where there is a lot of job growth, now you're going to start paying real high prices for it. Which, by the way. You asked me about certain markets I like. I mean, when we start, talk about the peninsula, sure. right? Um, you buy properties in high-end areas, Los Altos Hills, Los Altos, Atherton, Hillsboro. Yes, the, the first objection that comes up, oh, I'm going to pay top dollar for something like that. Yes, but those are the areas that appreciate. Take my word for it. Um, I'm not going to trash San Mateo the way you did, all right? I'll say, you know, well, you're not, you don't want to buy something in Alviso or Milpitas, or someplace, Milopitas. All right, where there's a lot of land and there's and, and you know there's there's just not a lot of appreciation, or or even areas of San Jose now. I mean, I'm losing friends left and right as I sit there and rattle off these cities, but it, you know there we're not seeing a lot of appreciation. In fact, we're seeing the opposite. You know what Los Altos and Los Gatos and San Carlos have? Great schools. Yeah, and yeah. great schools. To me, it's the woman. The women drive real estate prices because women want to live somewhere cute and they want to live somewhere where their kids are going to get a good education. Mm-hmm. Um, I said something on the radio the other day that I thought was an intriguingly brilliant. I'm going to win an award for this comment that public schools and the higher the scores or the lower the scores reflect community. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for instance, San Mateo, their scores are real low. They've got a lot of Spanish people there who ruin the public schools. English is a second language problem. Mm-hmm. So. I kind of trash it and throw it under the bus. Whereas you go to San Carlos, Los Altos, Los Gatos, you're talking about scores 800 plus. You're talking yeah. about the best in the state. Yeah, you are. And moms will, they will murder for their children. They will kill for their children. Right. They will do, they will tell their husband, we need a million dollar home instead of going to a rental, which is great. We need this because this yeah. is a slightly better school system. Yeah. Uh, you go to a tour meeting where the realtors go every week to get up and tout their listings. Yeah. And one of the biggest sales points, first thing that I hear when I go, I speak at these meetings and I hang around and hear these people talk about their listings, first thing out of their mouth, okay, I have a house and it's Cupertino Schools. You know, they really want to emphasize the school district because that is the selling point. Absolutely. Now, there's a a long running, I don't know if this is a misnomer or not, um, go where Asians are moving to. I know, because the Asian kids get better Rob, grades, and the Asian you kids. are on your own. Right yeah, now. okay. I'm not. I'm not chiming in with you on that. Okay, right? you're you're standing alone. Go ahead. There's a a myth that Asians like to gamble, and there's a myth that Asians. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm doing this intentionally, and there's a myth that the Asian students are better than American students because in their culture, you know, education is, is higher uh, prioritized. Well, I like the restaurants. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll live near a, a great restaurant anytime. But, you know, it's uh, okay. So, uh, you know, the, the, there is, you know, as far as, um, you know, as far as d- d- diversity of, of uh, you know, different people. Yeah, there's probably, uh, you know, you know, something to be said about that. But people do look at the scores. They do look at the, the, the school districts. And that is a big selling point. Um, nice area. A lot of owners, you're going to see appreciation. Depends what you want. You know, if you're going to buy a house to live in it, I mean, you know, in the old days, you bought a house to live in it, and you didn't really think about the appreciation. You just said, I have a house, you know, I get to put a roof over the head of my uh, my family. 
Well, now everybody, you know, is looking at it as an investment because of the appreciation that we saw through, you know, way back the 1970s and even the 80s and 90s. And now it's like people look at it as an investment, as, right. you know, how, what kind of appreciation am I going to get from it? I don't look at real estate as investment. I look at it as liability. I got a great home, Charlie. I'm, I'm thrilled that I'm in it. It's a wonderful community. I got great neighbors. Um, but I don't look at it as an investment. I look at it as liability. I refuse to look at something that depreciates the equity in it, depreciates at 3%, which is the rate of inflation. So anything that's paid off actually loses money. And in a weaker dollar scenario, I'm getting clobbered. My dollar that was in that house is, is weaker and weaker every single year. So I don't look at homes as investments. See, I do. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people live in homes and they have, here's the other thing. I talk about income stream, equity, equity is such king. Now don't cut me off right now because I know a lot of people don't have a lot of equity. A lot of the values have gone down, but historically, where do you get the money? If you want to buy an investment property and you need 200, 300 grand or something like that, where are you going to get it? All right. You don't have that in the bank. So what you do is you refinance or you get a home equity line of credit or you put a second deed of trust against the property and you get it out of your house. I agree. Your house can be a great source of capital to get into another investment. It's a fantastic source of capital over time. And yeah. that's what wealthy people do. Wealthy people harvest from their home so that it's not a piggy bank that's paid off. Anyone who pays off a home, I, I find to be ignorant, financially ignorant. I use another like Michael Jackson. I use You're another ignorant. word. You're ignorant. Thank you. I was actually doing a different voice there, but that's oh. neither here nor there. Um, another word that I use is financially retarded mm-hmm. because it, it, it emotionally upsets people because they think physically retarded. I'm calling them physically retarded, but I'm calling them financially retarded. It's like being flame retarded. Flame retarded means it won't catch flame. Financially mm-hmm. retarded means you're, you're not going to catch wealth. Mm-hmm. So if you get my idea. Right. It's going to break. When we come back, we're going to give another 10 minutes. We're going to talk about Detroit and Berkeley. I promise. We've talked public schools. Um, I had a caller, Charlie, and I'll set this up. Makes $30,000 a year, and he wants to buy homes in Detroit because wow. he can get them for a couple thousand dollars. Well, yeah. yeah. 800-345-5639. I chastised let's, him. Let's put him into stock, and he'd, be, he'd do better. 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. commercial break we just got a, a bona fide meltdown heidi starts screaming give out the phone number give out the phone number people aren't calling 800-345-5639 800-345-5639 she said they're freaking not calling shiitake mushroom this shiitake mushroom that she was throwing f-bombs and s-bombs everywhere see i can't i don't believe that I, I didn't hear but i know heidi she would never say that that that's more your language i'm embellishing a bit yeah, you sure are. I am a bit. Give her, give her a break. You know Jesus. what I like? You know what I like saying, Charlie? If you're a lonely guy and you haven't talked to a girl in a while, pick <laughs> up the phone, call 800-345-5639, because there's a girl on the other end of that phone. Is that your number? That's Heidi's number. Oh, that's Heidi. 800-345-5639. Yeah. So, for a good time. No, I'm not going to go there. Um, but if you want to have any real estate issue, question, thought, prayer, hope, whatever. You keep saying we're going to talk about Detroit. I got to hear this. Okay. I got to hear some guy buying in Detroit. Now, I like to buy where jobs are, especially in a tough economy. Plentiful jobs are key to. Yeah. I, see, I disagree Sustainable with you. Jobs. I think high-end real estate holds some value, but I think finding the next area where jobs goes creates investment opportunity. I, I don't have a problem with that. So, um, like, for instance, Loudoun County. 
It's in Leesburg, Virginia. It's lovely. Lots of trees. They've attracted people like Kennedy and Tom Cruise. Uh, they shop for real estate there. Uh, proximity to D.C., it's highly educated population. you got an airport right there. So there's jobs. Okay, well, let me interject here. Uh, first of all, you're not going to impress me with Tom Cruise. I think the guy's a, a douche. A jerk. Okay. All right. Um, if I live in California, I live here on the West Coast, I'm not buying somewhere in Virginia. Well, no, I, but that's the example that I'm giving because I, I'm from okay. the East Coast. So, get, yeah, I mean, you're right. If you yeah. live in Virginia, it's a good area. It's a high end. There's lots of jobs. Sure, buy there. And it's but, it's got a historic town, and a historic town always is what? A historic town. Yeah. There's some value in that. There's value in so, that. Charlie, we can raise horses in Loudoun County. That's not going to bring in a okay, lot of so, extra rent. Uh, well, wow, he's horses. Well, the fact that Verizon's located there. Okay, now you're talking about So a, that's going to bring in the, the renter, right. so to speak. Okay. Let's go to Paul in San Francisco. Paul? Yes, uh, Charlie Carter, what's your opinion of Mr. Robert Allen? You must have heard of him, haven't you? Well, Robert, sure. Robert Allen's been around for a very long time. He wrote, he, you know, Robert Allen actually wrote the original book back in the early 80s, about 1981. He wrote a book called Nothing Down, which is the big concept. And all of a sudden it was came from the 70s. You know, he's been around for a long time. He's educated. Um, I have not been to any of his programs. And, and you know, if you, I, I think if you're going to, if, if you're going to educate yourself with uh, someone like that, Sort of take out the things that make sense to you, but the, the the fluff, sort of leave it behind. Leave it in the seminar room. Um, there are some good points a guy like that can make, but it's never as easy as these guys make it sound. You know, he loves debt, and I kind of shy away from a lot of debt. And let me give you my opinion on Robert Allen. I think he's a fraud. I think he's a phony. He's not someone I'm impressed with. Um, one of his books, he talks about lying on your mortgage. Where he tells you to break the law. And at best with his debt strategies, you're going to be negative cash flow. At worst, you're going to be go bankrupt. And now you're learning what negative cash flow is all about. And now you're learning about negative amortization. Now you're learning about upside down. So when things are going glorious, he's genius. But yeah, well, when things are going glorious, Charlie's a genius. When things are going glorious, I'm a genius. Yeah, well, I was at one of his seminars, and I stayed there for the time blood. I got there right before I got my money back, and the guy was in a $3,000 suit, and he, I said, I want my money back. And he, yeah, his face dropped four, 14 inches, and he got, you look really sad. You look like uh, one of Rob's horses with a long face, right? Horses. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, Sarah and Jessica Parker is one of my horses. I'll see you next uh-huh. seminar, Rob. Thanks very much, uh, Paul. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Paul. Um, so let's talk Detroit real quick. Jobs are leaving the city. I wouldn't buy there. Detroit, the 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 car industry, we don't even have to go into. Right. You know, I mean, you were talking about the, um, what were you talking about, the $8,000 tax credit? Right. That's short-lived. That's just a temporary thing. You know, it was even more temporary than that, a thing like that ridiculous thing. Cash uh, for clunkers. Cash for clunkers. You know, the, 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 the ridiculous crap that's coming out of this this uh, this this uh, administration right now is not helping the economy, and, and it's not doing anything for Charlie, real estate values. People in Detroit, their ears are attached to their head. They haven't evolved into ear lobes. They still have the fish thing where <laughs> it's the crazy. Like I take a pair of scissors and I want to cut people's ear lobes and give them a give them a lobe. Yeah, do they live in caves too? <laughs> Who raise your hand? Who wants to live in Detroit? <laughs> um, Barry Gordy. No, it's people want to escape Detroit. 
It's like Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh saw 20 straight yeah. years of people Nobody leaving moves the to city. Nobody Detroit. Uh, people are from Detroit. You know, it's like first prize, uh, one week in De- Detroit, second yeah. prize, two weeks, that kind of thing. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, let's talk Berkeley. Rent control situations. You like okay, me Rent control. Them. Economic suicide. Do not buy in a rent-controlled area ever. Okay, how do you know if you're in a rent-control area? You know, it's, it's, it's an ordinance by the city. It okay. goes by city by city. And there's a lot of rent-controlled cities. San Francisco's rent control, Berkeley's rent control. Um, you, believe it or not, even Los Gatos has a rent control. Really? Yeah. Uh, San Jose. You know, I, San Jose kind of works because it's something you know, like, you know, 8% a year rent increase, which, hey, you know, give me that. I'll take that all day long. So it depends. And let me, let me, let me uh, backtrack a little bit. There are some cities that have rent control ordinances that might even be a positive, like I think San Jose is. Okay. All right. Um, San Jose has got jobs. Yeah. Chuck Reed rocks. Yeah. I've had Chuck Reed on the show. And really? I think I got a man crush because I said, you get around for governor. He goes, no way. State's ungovernable. I mean, that's well, a pretty funny line. Yeah, well. Jobs are leaving our state. Of course they are. They don't give any incentive. The, the state the, the, it doesn't give any incentive for companies to stay here. All the companies are leaving. You, you know, know, it's and it's good. You know, what? that's that's something we really haven't talked about is is the government, what the government is doing to this state and this country. It's going down the tubes. OK, you know, I, I'm not I you know, I'm 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 not real anxious to go out and buy a piece of real estate right now because I am I am so uncertain as to what's going to happen. Not to mention in California with the with the property taxes. And now they're going to come and tax me, you know, an extra 10 percent just because they're broke. Now, Charlie, 10 years ago when you and I were first meeting, you said, I, I like California real estate because it always goes up. Mm-hmm. And you kind of pissed me off. That was one of our, our battle lines where I'm like, you can't say that, Charlie. Well, yeah, but see, Rob, you got to understand, everything pisses you off. That's true. I'm an angry person. But so it doesn't, you know. Have you changed your tune a bit? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I have. I, you I, know, when, I have when, I'm, when I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, just what the government's doing. If we had a government that would, you know, more, I mean, I'm, I'm not a libertarian, but a more libertarian government that would make it smaller and would give people more incentive to stay here, to buy real estate, to, to, to manage it. You know, it's East Palo Alto. You know, that is probably one of the best located Areas in the United States, right? It's it's waterfront property. It borders on three of the most affluent areas you can think of: Atherton, Palo Alto, Menlo Park. It is it is in the shape that it's in because of the rent control, and the people in the city are the ones who vote for it, and then they complain about you know that gives landlords absolutely no incentive to compete with each other. In New York, there's a place called Hell's Kitchen that 20, 30 years ago was just a dump. Mm-hmm. Just a dump. And then New York started making more money and more money and more money. And wealthy people started buying in that neighborhood because it's the only neighborhood they could buy into mm-hmm. are people with jobs. So they ultimately pushed all the poor people out. And they now live in New Jersey, which is the armpit of the East Coast. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. And it's, That's where all the poor people went? And New York's a lovely city now. It's because there's no rent control in New York. It's a lovely, lovely city. That's right. I could see that. Capitalism works. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and it yeah. raises the tax bases and gives more social programs, things like that. And socialism doesn't work. How can people contact Charlie Crackler? Well, you can call our office at, uh, hurry, hurry. at area 650-941-4321. Website is CK Presents? No, charliecracklerpresents.com. That's it. That's all the time I got for. Talk to you tomorrow. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.